0: Welcome everyone to Creative on Purpose Live. This is a show about flying higher and endeavors that make a difference. Step into possibility with integrity and intention. It's time to be creative on purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. This season features ruckus makers roundtables, conversations about questions that matter with friends and fellow travelers from Forward Link, which is an Alumni Community for Seth Godin's alt MBA and Akimba Workshops. I'm your host, Scott Perry, Chief Difference Maker at Creative On Purpose and author of Endeavor. I am an alt MBA 6 alum and I'm the head coach team for Akimba Workshops. Learn more about me and my work at Creative On Purpose. Today, I'm joined by Jaime Arredondo and Angie Flynn McGeever. Uh, and, and we're here to discuss how do you develop better habits? Sorry for the exaggeration, but I am really struggling with names today. So Jaime and Angie, before we dive into today's discussion, please introduce yourselves to our viewers. Who are you? Which programs have you been a student in? What are you up to these days? And where can people go to learn more about you?
1: Am I going first? Jaime and I are staring at each other. I'm excited to be here. I, let's see, I did, I first did the marketing seminar five ish, somewhere in there. Um, then I did the marketing seminar again. Then I did the Alt MBA. Then I did the podcasting fellowship. Then I did the story skills workshop. Uh, and now I'm back in the podcasting fellowship. So I, uh, as I said to somebody recently, I just cannot. Quit the Kimbo land. I am in there all the time. Uh, love, love all the people that I have met, and it has been just a real game changer for me personally and professionally. We are my company, Ignite CSP, specializes in coaching communication skills, everything from keynote speakers to having difficult conversations and everything in between. And right now I am working on launching a new offering uh, around. Uh, vocal coaching for podcast hosts so that's uh and that'll be all done all online so i'm really excited to roll that out in the next
0: two months or so and where can people find out more about you
1: ignite CSP.com.
0: fantastic all right jaime you're up yeah thank you Scott, good for
2: having me so i'm jaime Alexander from france um and it's a spanish name and um I was a student in TMS-5 and then out MBA-36. And then I've been coaching in different programs like, uh, well, marketing seminar, no, not story skills, uh, the creative workshop, freelancers and bootstrappers. And now I'm up to helping change makers to gather communities and working with them to spread and develop uh, their change. And, I, most of my work can be found at uh, boldonopen.com.
0: Fantastic. So really great to have you both on the show today. And we are here to discuss how to develop better habits. I can't, I think, I think Jaime, you may have chosen this, this topic. So I'm going to pick on you first and (laughs) let's just start with defining our terms. Um, What are habits? And then more importantly, what are better habits?
2: right so habits this for me it's the, the little routines that you build that you make to, to reach the goals that you you aim for the dreams the, the health the family everything that's resourced in your your life and then better habits is everything that supports uh, this life that you dream of and that makes you closer to your dreams. Love it. How
0: about you, Angie? Uh,
1: I I think I I totally agree with the definition. What was popping up for me uh, as Jaime was talking is that habits uh, are, we have a bunch of habits in place, whether we're aware of them or not. And in, in my work, we talk a lot about communication habits. And some of these habits can feel comfortable, but they're not, to your point, they're not helping us actually get to where we want to go. And I think obviously that's true of many different kinds of habits, not just the way we talk to other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. So a couple things came up. I I, I like um, Jaime's point that habits are in service of goals. Um which, you know, and so better habits are going to help us move towards our goals, which hopefully we've chosen with a nice, uh, healthy motivation and, and good intention. Um, and But I love what you're saying, Angie, about, you know, we, we are habitual creatures by nature. We are just kind of doing things on default. So it brings up the question of like, what are the unconscious habits that we're Practicing every day, as opposed to the ones that we're consciously endeavoring to improve in, um, and so I think of of habits as as those you know rituals and r- routines and maybe even relationships um, that are helping us get from where we are to where we want to be. And then uh, you know, in terms of improving or getting uh, developing better habits, obviously we want to um, we can get to better habits when we're clear when we have better goals and then are really intentional about the, the habits and relationships that will help us get there. So with all these different ideas floating around already, um, let's just talk a little bit, uh, if we're on board that habits are in service of goals, let's talk a little bit maybe first about just goal setting and you know what are, what are the worthy goals that are, are worth building better habits for.
1: I have a kind of a um, thought about that. I'm not sure what either of you would think of this, but the way that I've been thinking lately is that the the habit is actually almost more important than the goal. Mm. That uh, <clears throat> some goals are by their own nature uh, dependent on other people, right? So I could say my goal is to uh, increase my business's revenue by 100% this year. Well, there's only so much control that I have over that. But if my habit is... I'm going to get in touch with um, 10 people every week to set up a meeting or a conversation, then that habit is in service of the goal and the habit almost, um, and, and and then maybe the goal is too small, right? If, if that, if those 10 people mean that I get to grow my business even more than that, then uh, then the habit in that, in that, in this particular example is more important than the goal.
0: Mm. So what a- Uh, this actually came up for me earlier, but you just reminded me of it, Angie. So um, in a way, our habits are just kind of our current attitudes and behaviors, the things that we're already, you know, the things that we already believe and the actions that we're already, I mean, you know, I don't know about you all, but I pretty much do the same thing every morning upon rising. (laughs) There's usually coffee and email involved (laughs) in my initial (laughs) habits every day. Um, so uh, maybe what are some ways that we can improve if if we think of habits as being an important piece to developing these better goals and that i mean maybe it's almost circular like better goals better habits better goals better habits maybe it's just a a virtuous circle um towards you know perfection angie (laughs) 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 Um, what, are your, what do you think on this, Jaime? Well, I, I've i been coaching, before doing what I'm doing, I,
2: I used to coach people in performance. And, and I always started, for, before the business goals, I started with the personal goals, because normally when you just get in business, it pushes everything out. So I always ask them so, what are your goals regarding your health, uh, your relationships, your spirituality, even? And then your your mission, what do you see yourself doing? but this can, has to be balanced, otherwise everything else the other gets uh, get off. Um, so and once, so this can give you the frame of what you have to put in your day, and then you you are free, like you have your routine, which could be seen as a, a cage, but actually it frees you to stop thinking about what's not important and can get you focused on what you do and like you've got like big mail and
0: coffee <laughs> <laughs> because they've other things. Yeah well that speaks again to the unconscious versus conscious mm, that approach Jaime reminds me I, I, I like that idea of like starting with personal Um because I think starting with who is a great is a better place to start than starting with why. I mean, if you don't know who you are and um, what your core values and, you know, guiding principles are, it can be, you can find yourself um, feeling very unfulfilled and unhappy because you're doing, you're engaged in habits and striving for goals that don't really align with who you really are and, you know, what you really believe. Um, So what are the, maybe Angie, additional thoughts on that before we kind of move into the next piece?
1: On aligning uh, goals on the on the who?
0: I guess, so- yeah, the, the role of values in this whole process and, you know, how it feeds. I mean, it seems like we're circling around this idea of intentionality.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. I think there, uh, for me, the values piece is enormous and, and values and habits can have this really inextricable relationship that, um, without the values piece, I think it is, it is an unconscious habit. It's, you know, okay, well, if I'm, um, scrolling through Instagram, is this a, is this an intentional habit or is it a, do I have any limits on this? And, and more, more to the point, how does this connect with what I say my values are? Um, and and not to demonize Instagram, I, I think all of that is fine, and they're all just tools, right? But um, but there is, I mean, the, this idea of intention is enormous. I mean, it's huge in my work. Um, it's, it's it seems to be kind of where everybody is going right now. Is like, how can I be more intentional? How can I be more thoughtful? How can I be more mindful? And I, and I I love what you said, Jaime, about routine and how this idea of building habits that. Um, help us uphold these values, that's not a cage. That's really freeing to uh, to get to move around in that container of, of these habits and these structures.
0: Hmm. So in a way, it sounds like what we're saying is that um, habits are a way um, of an, an important and powerful way of helping us get from where we are to where we want to be. And starting with who we are um, is a, an important first step. And then the other thing that's coming to me is this, uh, that quote, and I cannot remember whose quote it is, about moving through the levels, moving through the, the journey of ignorance to mastery in any enterprise, where first there's um, unconscious ignorance, you don't know what you don't know. Then there's conscious ignorance, now you do know what you don't know. And then there's conscious mastery you're practicing you know intentionally but mind and mindfully but also having to do a lot of thinking and training uh, and then the final step is unconscious mastery and that to me almost sounds like what we were saying earlier about the from unconscious to conscious habits or or from conscious to un- unconscious habits um, so identifying those things so what what would be a, a great first step for somebody that that's you know it seems like you decide that it's time for better habits when you've decided that the way things are will not stand. You decided that even though we are creatures of the status quo who love to the safety and security of knowing um, where we stand and what's expected, but at some point we decide that we're not gonna settle for the same old, same old, and that we're gonna make some changes. Um, and that's going to involve changes in behavior and attitude. So, what's the the process first um, for you know defining defining kind of the what's next, like going from that idea of where we're at to where we want to be, who we are to who we want to be.
2: You mean to building these habits?
0: Yeah. So, just thinking about a process of how how we define uh, the habits, well, how we decide which habits we want to improve and then how we go about improving those habits. And I think you, you actually were touching on this, um, with what you were saying earlier, Jaime, about the importance of values. You know, mm-hmm. let's start with who you are and what's important to you. And, um, and then we can start to define goals that are going to be in service, not just of your work related, um, needs, wants, dreams, and desires, but also, you know, Maintain the integrity of you, the person <laughs> that's going to be on that journey, so I'm just curious if anybody has any, you know other thoughts about how you know how we get started
2: well the way i I've done it and I've seen it work for others is to 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 take these values of what is important for you what well, in health work uh spirituality family. And then take them down to the specifics. What does it mean uh, as repetitive things? Like, for example, if it's family and you have to travel every year to visit this family, and put it in your calendar. And then it's I want to eat healthy, so it's cooking every five times uh, a week. So this has also to go to your calendar, and so on and so forth. So listing everything that's important to you. What's what does it mean if you did it? If if you did it every day. And would it fit in 24 hours and seven days? And normally it does. We we think it's much more than uh, the time we have allotted, but it's it always fits. And if it doesn't fit, you can always adjust or space it out uh, in other ways. But mm-hmm. this is where I would start. And then you have a frame where you can take decisions and fit everything else, uh, knowing that everything that's important to you is already there. And that you can work around this frame.
0: Like it. How about you, Angie?
1: I agree. I think um one of the things that's been important for me in building better habits is um is not taking on too much at once. <clears throat> and for me that means I'm not gonna uh, completely change my exercise routine and my uh, the way I eat and start meditating and write a book. And I mean, my, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So my instinct would be to rush into all of that. But what I've, I've learned is that taking just some of these things just to say, okay, well, this is when I'm going to um, for example, this year in the first quarter I decided because of one of my value, one of my very strong values is, is family that I've done exactly what you said, Jaime. I put in my calendar to go um, to visit my my parents and my sister and her family, who live a couple of hours away. And so it, it'd be really easy when the weekend comes to be like, man, I don't really feel like it. But I've put it in the calendar. I've made the uh, I've made the commitment, and to have that be a habit that I'm intentional about that it's important to me to get down there twice a quarter means that. Um, it, it becomes more of that routine. It becomes more of that, oh, I haven't I I need to get down there. Um and and to really hold that uh and I think if it were not a value, uh I, I wouldn't uphold it. I think mm-hmm. it would be harder to to go through with it. Um, but it's it is really important to me.
0: Yeah, like well as a guy that's got less is more over his shoulder, I totally am down with the focusing mm-hmm. on, you know, like focusing on one thing and and I love the, the idea of short short-term goals and, and smaller goals um you know in service of maybe a bigger vision but um what i was really enjoying and appreciating about what you said angie is that idea of focusing on, on one thing at a time and then small steps into the possibility that you're laying out for yourself as opposed to creating a laundry list of things um, because that's most of us know that that's just we're either hiding from wanting to really make change happen or <laughs> we're we're definitely creating an obstacle that is going to get in our way um, as we're going. And, and something else that you said raised to me what seems to be an important piece, like if your family is important and you're making a commitment based on that to visit your parents uh, every week, every month, what have you, you know, there's that accountability piece like you've made, a, you know, you've made a promise and you have made that promise out loud and to people that, you know, you care about and care about you. And so, um, you know, it just seems like the accountability piece is, is also kind of important. How you, you look like you were going to say something. I wanted to touch your point before we maybe talk yeah, about accountability. I-
2: one of the things we were talking is about values, but there is also unconscious values, which might be cleanliness, that drive to uh, less nice tasks, like doing the laundry and this kind of stuff. But this is also important so to keep in mind so that you fit it in there and it doesn't derail the rest of the things because it's getting yeah. great tensions elsewhere. Well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it would be dangerous to focus on one thing and ignore um, making a sandwich every once in a while and maybe getting a little sleep. <laughs> well, what about the accountability piece? I mean, are there, there are things that you all do to um, you know, that, that serve your habit building that um, include that accountability piece and, and how do you, you know, how do you amplify that and leverage it to make the changes in behavior or habits that you're, that you're trying to make?
1: accountability is really is really big for me. I uh, read Gretchen Rubin's book about habit forming a few years ago and her, where she really starts is understanding what kind of person you are. So there's an element of self-awareness and then you build on that. and um, what I know about myself is uh, i I am gonna come through if I have made uh, an obligation to somebody else. So, Several years ago when I started the um, exercise regimen that I do now it uh, there's a huge community component so I know that people are waiting for me I know that people are looking for me I know that somebody's gonna ask me where I was if I don't show up and what started as oh I better show up for these people over many years of keeping up this habit is now I'm very antsy if I don't go I'm very antsy if I have to change my routine like yesterday I <laughs> I always go to class at eight o'clock. Yesterday, I had to go to the eye doctor at eight fifteen. I it ruined it not ruined my whole day, but there it was. There was upheaval, and I had to, you know, I had to get with it. But that's the power of repeated habit: is that it, it really becomes, um, it really becomes part of of your lifestyle. Mm.
2: Yeah, well, for me, there are two parts. When I started as a freelancer, uh, at the beginning, I had nobody. Waiting for me. So one of the things that most helped me was uh, having like uh, a week, uh, bi-weekly uh, week meeting with myself, looking at my plan. Was I l- doing it, and uh, was it working? Mm-hmm. If so, yes, it was great. And if it wasn't working, I had to correct something. And this is what at the beginning it was very hard to get into these new habits. But the more I looked at it, the easier it was to grow these habits and to build new ones or to stop the ones that were not working. And then as I work, started working with more people, the community piece uh, that you mentioned, Angie, is very, very important. When you have people, uh, while well, you're telling people that you're going to do something, it really puts you on the hook to, to do them because otherwise it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having a weekly meetings with yourself and with the community is a, great for accountability.
0: Which in, in a way sounds, I mean, we're speaking back to the who piece because, you know, the start with who maybe starts with you. You have to know who you are and what your values are and what you're, you know, what what you're here for. Um, but, you know, the famous Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, the, the, those support networks, the people that we are surrounding ourselves, you know, they can, are they feeding our inner critic or are they feeding our bitter angels? Are they supporting, encouraging our journey, providing us with a real love of, you know, feedback and insight and, you know, difficult decisions and difficult discussions and all that. But the flip side to me of the accountability, and so I I totally am with you both. I mean, I love, I, I tend to hold myself accountable to others more often, but I love Jaime's point about holding a meeting with himself, like holding himself to account for the promises that he made. The flip side to me is the invitation to shame that happens when you Mm -hmm. fall off the wagon, when you don't, you know, when, when, uh, what's that old Seinfeld joke, don't break the chain, you know, the the number of X's on his calendar. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, life happens, things come up, um, and it, it, there will be missed days. There will be days that you fall off the horse or off the wagon or just off your routine. Um, what are the the strategies that you employ to get back, get back on the horse and get back, you know, into the routine that you're that you're trying to build?
1: Uh, for me, there are two things. I've gotten way better about this in the last several years, um, just from repeated exposure to exactly what you just said. Like, this is just one day you can get back on it. Um, for me, the um, one of the biggest things is, is knowing when, for example, I've got travel coming up. And travel is a major disruptor of my routines. So, giving myself the the space and the and the and the grace to say you know what, i'm not going to keep up with these three habits while i'm traveling and that's okay i'm just building this out this is going to be in its own little bubble and then when i get home i'll get right back to it and and almost saying that out loud to myself that this is just what this is um and i don't remember what the second one was but that was the first one
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was some other way one. too
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like this one even you're still so slack when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, for me, it's uh, I went into a Vipassana retreat. It's meditation uh, ten days uh, in silence, and one of the prompts they give you is that at the beginning you have to watch at your breath, and uh, at, at some point you always wander away.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: the idea is okay. Don't judge yourself. Just come back and watch against your breath. And you see yourself wandering and coming and wondering and coming. And this uh, taught me that it's the same with habits, like, okay, so some days or some weeks even, you're going to break that habit, but it's okay. Come back to it and start again and start a new streak. doesn't matter if you were on a 200 day streak and you just broke it and are starting again from zero. It's never too late to start a new one and con- to continue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I li- I li- <clears throat> what you're both saying reminds me of something I wrote about a while back when I was just wrestling with empathy and trying to really, really understand what empathy is and then practicing empathy on other people. And then I came to this realization that I was getting better and better and better at being empathetic and understanding and less judgmental and more considerate about other people. But I was doing a really lousy job about practicing all that with and on myself <laughs> and so that idea that you know compassion and empathy and consideration are things that you know we should obviously and we maybe get better at by practicing them by having the habit of practicing them with and for other people but we need to be able to to do that for ourselves and i i also liked uh what you were both saying i mean Shame is a result of a value judgment. We've decided that there is, you know, something inherently good about maintaining the streak or or what have you, and that if we break it, somehow we've done something bad, and that therefore, you know, we are bad. But I think con- just, you know, keeping things in context. I mean, keeping ourselves in context. Like, yes, we should be putting forth our best effort and doing the best we can for ourselves and with it for other people. At the same time in the grand scheme of things, you know, in the cosmic clockwork, we're, we're not really, don't really matter all that much. So maybe you can just give yourself a pass, mm-hmm. you know, that that you missed a click. Um, and, and there's a great, uh, th- there was a lot about the book that I didn't enjoy, but there's a, a fa- something that Jerry Colonna said in his um, recent book, the name, the title of which has escaped me, but he talked to, talks about like every day is a do-over like you can restart any not just any day but like any moment like yes yesterday was a tough day i did not you know keep up my meditation habit my teeth brushing habit my don't eat peanut butter out of the jar habit um but <laughs> and she's like yeah and there um but uh but today's a new day and i you know i'm i'm not the same person i was yesterday i'm not the, in the same situation i can you know get started right now um, with doing that so that is all kind of circling to me to this idea of just putting forth your best like this is really all we're talking about with habits and goals and better habits and service of better goals is this idea that um, you know setting our aims is important but it's you know to me feels like it's the quality of the effort that really matters, and that—that's what the habits are serving. The habits are ser- helping us, serving us by helping us put forth better efforts. Any any thoughts for how you do that, or, or whether or not—I mean, maybe you don't agree with that. So, have at it.
1: Well, I was just going <laughs> to offer that too. I think when we when we fall away from our streak of habits, it also can be an opportunity to reassess: Is this a habit that is still serving me? is it worth, you know, has this become an unconscious habit in a way that is not great? Um, and, and I, I think that, I think there's really, I've been thinking about that lately with, um, with one of my own habits and wondering whether it's time for that to morph into something different, whether the fact that um, something that I was like really on for two years has started to slip what there's some message in there for me that's worth looking at either. It's yeah, let's get back on it. Let's, you know, you know nose to the grindstone and all that or it might be huh this might be time for a shift to happen mm. um in service of a, a different goal or a better goal or a revised goal or whatever
2: I love that absolutely well it reminds me i don't know where i saw it but there was a, a guy who used to shift his uh icons his app icons on the phone so he wouldn't he had habits of going automatically to one thing, but it was messing with his mind. So he would break some habits and, uh, and do this regularly with uh, certain things, like also with uh, the way he organized his to do list. He would change uh, apps every three months. So it would question, make him question his own habits and uh, find new ways of doing things instead of just going through the motions.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I love that. You know, finding a silver lining. <laughs> Idea, um, Angie, and then just that idea of you know the virtues of randomness and the virtues the the virtues of um, discomfort when it comes to you know missing a day in your habit or um, or falling short, and maybe that's just an opportunity for you to reassess where you're really chasing something that was that was um, that was worthwhile. Um, so any any other ideas around the idea of effort over outcomes?
2: Well, I think this is the only way to do things. And you, I, I think you are the one who mentioned this uh, phrase from an Indian uh, book, uh, you are entitled to your efforts but not the fruits of it. So yeah, I when I started setting goals for myself at the beginning it was while well, i'm not reaching my goals what's wrong with me but at some point you realize that it's not the goal that's going to make you rich the goal it's the processes that you put in place the effort so mm-hmm. yeah the journey yeah and uh yeah
0: that the, the quote is pressfield's translation of um something that um krishna says to arjuna in the bhagavad gita which i always mangle the pronunciation of but um his translation is something like you are entitled to the you are entitled to your labor but not the fruits of your labor right and it's really just another uh, another variation on a theme that appears in Taoist tradition buddhist tradition and stoic tradition as well which is your aim uh is less important the, the the quality of your aim is important, um, but not as important as the quality of your effort. Because ultimately, the outcome is not up to you. There's just too much beyond your control, and you there you are unlikely to hit your target. Some people would argue that if you your goals are easy to reach, you might be not chasing the right goals. <laughs> um, but what you do control is how you choose to see things speaking to angie's point earlier about like you know using a a, a misfortune or a, a failure as an opportunity to learn something and reassess and maybe reframe what you're chasing um and then you you choose what you decide to do next and if you're kind of again speaking to that idea of mindfulness and presence choosing aims with intention and integrity but doubling down on that intention and integrity with the efforts, even though you may not hit the exact bullseye of your target. My guess is, especially if you've surrounded yourself with the right who's, that you'll still end up somewhere pretty good. Uh, It just may not look exactly like, you know, what you were aiming at at the beginning, which, you know, maybe brings us to this. We can kind of conclude on the point of, um, you know, the idea of uh, acceptance, which is, I think, that's at the heart of that saying: is you know, all this is what you really get. All you really get is is the chance, is the effort, um, not you know. There, there are no guaranteed outcomes.
2: Yeah. totally.
0: So I guess, come on, Angie, help me out. That wasn't a mic drop moment. You got to give me.
1: <laughs> no, that's that was. I'm, that's why I'm 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 speechless. No, that's I think that's exactly right. I think. Um, coming back to this idea of, of intentional effort and um, being thoughtful about which habits we're inviting into our lives and, and where we hope they're going to go, but, but having, I think very much exactly what you're saying that, that the habit is is its own reward that um, to go back to my example earlier, if I'm going to get in touch with, with 10 people to um, try to further my relationship with them, to theoretically try to sell them, work, the, the contact and the conversation with them needs to actually be the, the thing that I'm after, not the goal of growing my business. Um, you know, which is something that I know that just an idea that we're all really familiar with that you're going to give and give and give. And then if you get something on the other end, then great, but that's not what you're after.
0: Yeah. Well, so maybe we can conclude by just going around and giving, uh, just one, Top tip, hot tip for you know, if 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 a person is ready to answer this question for themselves, how do I establish better habits? Um, what's your number one tool or tip for how to get started with forming and and starting to um, engage with better habits?
2: Well, this might be a bit trite by now, but it's really the basics like. What's one habit you'd like to start today and how can you take one minute to start it and then do it every day for a week just small don't don't overdo it and then as you as it gets uh, usual you can increase it and make it uh, more and then add another one on top of this one but starting always with one uh, at a time
0: Mm,
2: love
1: it yeah I agree I think my um my my tip would be and this is just based on, I've been trying to build a meditation habit for years and it wasn't until I figured out that I have to wait 10 minutes for my coffee to brew regardless of if I'm meditating or not was that was when I was like oh well I may as well meditate I'm still waiting for this coffee so instead of Swiping through my phone or whatever else I would be doing, that's when I go and meditate. And the other tip I would add to that is that um, when you can, uh, when you can fold in some something that you're looking forward to that will that is more likely to make you do the habit, uh, that helps a lot. So for me, there's a candle that I really love the scent of. And I am only allowed to light that candle when I'm going to meditate. So now I really, I I look forward to it. Um, I know that when I'm done, the coffee will be ready. It is all just a delightful uh, little stacking of different habits together.
0: Yeah. Well, first I want to amplify the points that you each made because I'm a big believer in the tiny habits that Jaime was talking about, like define what your goal is and then what is a one minute activity that you can engage in. Um, that will serve that goal. You know so in the workshops we are, are frequently saying the hardest part about sitting down to type in a, in an akimbo workshop is sitting down. So like, promise yourself that you'll sit down for one minute every single day and the chances that you continue to sit and type after that minute are very, very high. Um, and then the the idea of just like giving yourself uh, some sort of you know reward or acknowledgement that you know the habit, that you, that you stuck with it, that that you didn't break the chain today. Um, you know, I love that idea. So if I were going to, um, you know, we we've touched on the idea of, you know, not being too hard on yourself and, um, giving yourself a pass and a and chance to get back on the horse is really important. So I I'll add that, <clears throat> especially when you're talking about habits, like breaking old habits that are not serving you. Um, the idea of figuring out the, the trigger behind you know like it, it, what is it you know that makes Scott go to the peanut butter jar with a spoon every single day uh, you know what what is going on in his life that he needs to figure out like you know and if, if I can figure out that trigger then it becomes easier to identify the quote unquote enemy uh, and 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 then come up with a better habit or a different habit that will help me avoid uh avoid the trigger and avoid the bad habit of hitting that peanut butter jar hard again damn you um so that's my uh, that's my tip um really 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 fascinating discussion and i uh really appreciate both of you making uh, taking time away from your busy day and your many habits to have this discussion before um we sign off i would love for you each, uh, we'll, we'll start with Jaime. Just reminding people where they can connect with you to learn more about the great work that you're doing and the difference that you're making in the world.
2: Well, thank you, Scott. And thank you for having me. So people can go to the website Bold and Open, B O L D A N D O P E N dot com. And uh, yeah, I share all my work in open source there. So you can just take a look.
0: Fantastic. How about you, Angie?
1: Uh, I am at Ignite C S P. That's C is in coaching, S is in speaking, P is in presenting dot com. My blog is there. Um, you can email me there. You can follow me on LinkedIn um, where I'm doing uh, most of my social media interaction these days.
0: Awesome. And of course it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com and uh, I am painfully available on social media so whatever your platform is i'll be there somewhere causing a ruckus of some sort um once again thank you angie and jaime what a great discussion what a treat to spend this time with you and and thank you so much couldn't be more grateful
1: thank you scott this was awesome
0: Yeah, a pleasure